Welcome to the Job Free Economy Podcast. I'm Joe Herbert, your host and curator of the selfmadewealth.co online wealth education company. I'm going to talk about the five biggest mistakes I've made in life and business. And I'm going to go right to one of them. I call it my biggest real estate or my most expensive real estate seminar. A friend of mine who was uh, actually became my business partner, he and his father owned some rental properties, and I got all jazzed about buying rental properties. This was, I don't know, 26, 27 years ago. So I found this house for sale. I saw a for sale by owner sign on it. So the seller didn't have a realtor. I, I called the number. The seller showed up. I looked at the house. And at that time, lending practices were quite different, and I was able to get an unsecured loan. I bought this house. I think it was $26,000, and I paid way too much for it. I just, I just gave the seller his price. The bank gave me an unsecured loan, so there was no appraisal required. So the house closed fairly quickly, maybe 30 days later. I get the keys. I go down to the house, and the house is just full of junk. And I think I spent $2,000 in dumpsters and help just getting all the junk out of this house. And I was in the basement, and there was all kinds of stuff piled up against the basement walls. So, of course, when we moved all that, I found out that the last three or four blocks of the basement wall were all missing. The property had massive water infiltration into the basement, and it blew out the lower three or four course of blocks. So that was, you know, a $5,000 repair. And then, of course, all the gutters and downspouts were shot, and some of the drain lines underneath the house weren't routing the water out to the street. That was part of the problem as well. But because I wasn't working with a realtor, I didn't get a home inspection. I didn't do a final walkthrough. I didn't go to the bank and get a loan, so there was no appraisal. So I paid too much for the house. I think I spent $18,000 repairing all the different things that I found out about the house. That if I had a realtor and got a home inspection done, none of this would have happened. The moral to this story of my first biggest mistake, my most expensive real estate seminar, is it really pays to use the right professionals. Again, if I would have had a realtor, a home inspector, and a banker who told me to get an appraisal, all this stuff wouldn't have happened. I would have bought the house for less and avoided all these mistakes. I would have showed up. Everything would have been empty out of the house. I could have renegotiated the price based on all these repairs. So I, I just can't tell you enough about how you should use the right professionals. I hear people going on, you know, and I'm not putting Zoom, Zoom legal, I think it is. You can go on this website and kind of do all your own legal work. Whenever I form an LLC for a new company venture or anything, I go through my real, my real estate and business attorney. I don't do it myself. I'm not an attorney. Even now, as an experienced real estate broker and experienced real estate investor, if I buy a property, I bring, I bring my roofer over there, my HVAC person, I bring my electrician in to look at everything, and sometimes I might even hire a professional inspector. I use the right professionals. I used to do my own, I used to do my own taxes. I don't anymore, and I don't hand it the H&R Block, and nothing against H&R Block, but I'm a business person. I own several businesses, and I want an accountant to do my taxes. So you get what you pay for. 
And if you think hiring the right professionals is expensive, where do you find out what happens when you don't hire the right professionals? You spend a lot more money. That's my biggest lesson, number one. Number two is about hanging out with people by default. And when you hang out with people by default, there's a big chance you're going to be hanging out with the wrong people. And when I say by default, most of us grow up just, you know, hanging out with our siblings, our relatives, the people who sat next to us at school, the people who sit next next to us at work, uh, the people we grew up with next to us. We never really think about why we're picking the people we hang out with. And, And most people just go through life surrounded by everybody by default. And I did that for 50 years. The first 50 years of my life, I never once thought about who I was surrounding myself with. And I can tell you, that's why my business partnership failed. And I, I'm not saying I had bad partners, but I grew up with my business partners. We fished together. We played Little League together. We went to school together. So we were both like, oh my gosh, let's buy this bar and this restaurant. And then we're like, let's start a nightclub. Well, it turned out the way we like to communicate and manage customers, the way we our spending habits and saving habits and our business philosophies were totally different. And we were at odds the whole time. So I think the, the moral of that story is you need to start to become deliberate and conscious about who you're socializing with as friends, who you're taking advice from, who you're sharing your ideas with, who you're partnering up with, all these things, okay? Who are you surrounding yourself with? Are you surrounding yourself with the right people? You need to actually start analyzing how you're making those decisions. Number three, one of my biggest, and I just sort of mentioned it, one of my biggest mistakes in life was my failed business partnership because I I started out in business by getting partners. And this kind of goes back to, to hire the right professionals. When we formed our partnership, I just trusted these guys because they were my best friends, right? Well, we didn't form our partnership with the right documents, with with a buy-sell agreement, a dissolution clause. We never sat down and said, okay, you're good at this, so you're going to do this role, and you're good at this, so you'll do that role. We just figured everything out as we went. And And then, of course, when the business partnership wasn't working, we had no structured way to dissolve it. So I didn't get into this partnership where I had a business t- attorney and I could say, hey, what should I do next? Oh, okay, here's this document. Would you review it for me? It was just a mess. Basically, I, you know, I didn't surround my, myself with the right people and I chose my partners by default, which is sort of like a recap of mistake one and mistake two. But what I did learn from all of this, though, more than anything else, is this big lesson is you don't need business partners. When you first decide to become whatever, a real estate investor, open a business, uh, buy a restaurant, whatever it is. It sounds real cool to have business partners and it's really exciting and you're, you're having these meetings with your partners and you're brainstorming. But I will tell you something, in today's world, there's so much money and knowledge available and people you can find online to help you that you don't have to have business partners. There are, all, there are only three reasons to have business partners. They either are going to bring time to the project that you can't provide, they're going to bring money that you don't have, or they've got some knowledge that you don't have. Well, here's the thing. With, with all the books and masterminds and seminars and conferences and all the YouTube content, you can find the knowledge you need to go into almost any industry or business model. You don't need a business partner. 
People laugh when I say this, but money today just seems to be growing on trees. Banks are loaning money. The interest rates are so low. Money is so cheap right now. There's so many people out there with money that want to partner up, be equity investors, um, be angel investors, private lenders. And let me remove that first part when I said partner up because you don't need to be partners. But there are ways to find money. You know, there's all this crowdfunding. So there is no almost usually not a good reason to get a partner just for money. And then the other thing is time. And I guess what I would say to you is if you're going to start a business and you don't have the time to start the business or you don't have the time to run it and build it up, then maybe it's not right for you, okay? Because there's no doubt about one thing, owning your own business or trying to build wealth and passive income, it takes time and money, okay? But even with the time, you can, you know, there's all these virtual assistants, websites like, I think it's called Odesk, Fiverr. You can find, you can put a project out there, hire a 1099 person, which, which is the best way to do it. I would tell you, avoid W-2 employees at all costs. That's another discussion. But you can find people online that can do projects and work for you to help you run your business. So the real moral of this story is not so much about finding business partners out of default or not surrounding yourself with the right people. I'm sorry, not hiring the right professionals. It's about don't get business partners unless you absolutely have to have them, okay? So let me go to my biggest mistake number four, and that was I went to school to get a job. And I love this comment or this quote. I think it's Zig Ziglar, Jim Rohn. I say it all the time, but your, your formal education will get you a job. Your self-education will make you a fortune. And it's true. I never had any self-education or personal development until I, I was 50. That's when I really discovered this whole genre, which is why I'm doing what I'm doing now, because it's, it's just impacted my life exponentially, and I want to share it with other people. But you know, I didn't start investing in my continued education and my personal development until I became 50. And I can tell you, I'm 60 now, and I've built all of my wealth, personal freedom and financial freedom in the last 10 years. And it's because I've completely changed my mindset and I'm always growing technically, you know, with business knowledge and I'm always growing personally with my mindset. So, you know, and it wasn't a surprise that by the time I turned 50, I'd lost all my money and my health was totally shot. I spent five days in the hospital. My health was so bad from all the stress. And it's because I never changed or grew as a person since I left college. And it's true that in some of my jobs, I learned a little bit about, you know, negotiating and problem solving or a particular technical skills related to that job. But the fact of the matter is I never grew. And, it, and eventually my poverty and scarcity mindset and my negative attitude caught up with me. So the moral of this story is that it's so critical. You are always the best investment to make more than buying another property or buying cryptocurrency, you know. Hiring mentors and coaches, joining masterminds, going to seminars, going to conferences, reading books, watching YouTube, it's priceless. And as long as you're doing that, you're going to get everything you want out of life. So the moral of the story is start investing in you, okay? Start growing educationally and mindset-wise. My fifth biggest lesson in life and business is about quitting too soon. I remember when I was a little kid, <laughs> the first business I started was a, uh, you know how kids open Kool-Aid stands? When I was, up, I think, four or five years old, I opened a butter sandwich stand. And I opened this butter sandwich stand because 
I just assumed I loved butter sandwiches. And so I just assumed everybody must want some butter sandwiches. And a butter sandwich was I would take a piece of bread, I'd smear butter all over it, and I would fold it in half. I used to eat those like crazy when I was a kid. So I made a whole big plate of butter sandwiches. I went out and sat on the curb and I had a little sign, butter sandwiches, you know, three cents. And of course, five minutes went by and nobody pulled over. I was shocked. So I, I ate a butter sandwich, right? Every five minutes, I started to eat another butter sandwich. After about 30 minutes, I quit and I left. So I'm not saying if I had stayed there all day, I would have made a fortune selling butter sandwiches. But the point is, I just gave up right away. And I kind of kept that attitude my whole life with everything I did. If I didn't get the results I wanted right away, or if anybody said, oh, it's a bad idea, I would just quit right away. And again, until I became 50 and discovered personal development and started watching all these mentors on YouTube, I didn't realize that you know quitting is the only reason you'll fail, right? If you don't quit, you'll never fail. I'll, I'll give you another example. When I, when I was living in New England, there was a coffee shop just down the street from my house, and it was busy all the time. I moved back to Erie, and at that time, I'm going to say it was 1990. I don't think there was any coffee shops in my hometown of Erie, Pennsylvania. And I said to my business partners that I bought the bar or the restaurant with, I said, we should open a coffee shop. People will love it. And they looked at me like I was out of my mind. They said, why would people go to a place just to sit and drink coffee? So I scrapped the idea. I, I let these guys talk me out of it. Well, here we are today. It's 2021. And there's got to be, if you include all the Starbucks and Tim Hortons and the privately owned coffee shops, there's probably 20 coffee shops in Erie County. So could you imagine what would have happened if we would have opened up a coffee shop then and we would have had Erie's first original coffee shop? But I just let some people frown on it and they talked me out of it. I'll give you another example. This business right now, the job for the economy, that, that's going to be masterminds and seminars and digital courses and books. I wanted to start this business 10 years ago. And if I had started this business 10 years ago, I would be a multi-multi-millionaire right now because I would have been out in front of this whole industry. And I let a few people close to me tell me it was a bad idea and nobody would pay me for this type of education. And I, I quit doing it. You know, I, I want to kick myself for letting other people make me quit. So the point is, one of my biggest mistakes, when, whether it's a mis mistake or just a weak mindset or whatever, but I quit too soon on way too many things. You know, it takes, they say 80% of all businesses fail within five years. And the reason why is it isn't because, you know, the product wasn't good or it wasn't a good location or whatever. They just didn't stay the course. It's my experience. I've seen it over and over and over with everything I've done. It takes three to five years to be really successful at something, whether it's a business or a new job. And that's why 80% of these businesses fail. They just don't get through that three to five year period. There's a book, I can't remember what it's called. I think it's called Mastery. And in the book, the author says that it takes 10,000 hours to master anything. Well, it's not a coincidence that if you're working 40 hours a week at something that is about 2,000 hours a year. Well, five years times 2,000 hours is 10,000 hours. So it's not a coincidence that that 10,000 hours, the mastery lines up with that five years to, have, to get to that place where your business has got momentum and it's very profitable, okay? And I'm not, I'm not saying it takes five, but I think it's three to five. 
I'll just use my own real estate brokerage. It was tough going. The first three years, I was working tons of hours. I did. I wasn't putting together. My value proposition wasn't there yet. My building wasn't done and only had a few agents. And I started to question like, I'm like, wow, is this the right thing? But I had such a strong mindset muscle that at that time, I said to myself, don't quit. You got to get to the five-year mark. You got to get to the five-year mark. And I didn't quit. And I can tell you, I just passed the five-year mark. My company's very profitable. We're growing like crazy. We have 15 agents. We got a whole bunch of new people that are coming on board. So it's the same old thing, three to five years, and you you get that momentum, and, and all of a sudden, it's worth it. So 90% of the time, you will succeed if you don't quit. Don't listen to negative people. Stay focused, stay committed, and don't quit. So that that's that lesson number five, just quitting too soon. So I hope you enjoyed this, my five biggest mistakes I've made in life and business. I could probably give you five more if I just thought about it, but those are five big ones. Thank you for taking the time to listen to the Job Free Economy podcast. If you want to connect with me and start your journey to financial and personal freedom, go to selfmadewealth.co. 